Now this goes out to all of my beautiful people. I'm J Star, you know it's nice to meet ya. 7:45 a.m. Catch me on the morning meetup, hosted by David Shane's. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, we're on the morning meetup if you're on Clubhouse, and uh, this month's theme is the millionaire mindset. And because we want to adopt the millionaire mindset, I felt like it's very, very important to at least study millionaires, to find out some of the habits. And then I found out that there are 46.8 million millionaires worldwide. 46.8 million millionaires worldwide. That's counted in like USD, like in American money. But 46.8 million millionaires says to me that there is not 46.8 million people that are smarter than me, more gifted than me, more talented than me, willing to work harder with a better net. 46 million people? are better than you in terms of building wealth? No, no. Something's, ha something's happening. In me Hold on, let me, let me just make sure I'm, uh, I'm muting everyone. Cool, cool, cool. All right, you know, I'll open it up in just a minute. But yeah, 46 million people ain't better than me. That's all I took from that. 46 million people reach a certain level of millionaire status and I can't, no way. But I figure, I figure we just got to find out what they did and we just do it and we'll be fine, okay? 18.6 million individuals in the USA alone are millionaires. 18.6 million people in the United States, in my own backyard, are also millionaires. 705 billionaires in the United States. Seven, okay, billion, that's a small group amongst the whole United States. But I was thinking about moving to New Jersey, moving back to New Jersey. Because I found out that almost 300,000 millionaires live in New Jersey. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the state. Maybe I need to move. Maybe I need to re relocate. 300,000 millionaires. Okay. The city with the biggest concentration of the ultra-rich is New York City. Maybe I need to move to New York. Or California, where 44% of U.S. million, 44% of all the U.S. millionaires live in Cali. So Silver, you right next to the money. Oh, my Cali family, y'all right next to the money. Y'all there. So 76%, um, however, 76% of U.S. millionaires are white or Caucasian. 76% of U.S. millionaires are white or Caucasian. Here's what I'm looking forward to the next 10 years to see how that changes. <laughs> Anybody get excited when I, like, so, so some people said, oh, 76% of millionaires are white people and got upset, instantly upset in your heart. Some of y'all, I, I know it. I know you went straight into the hate speech instead of saying, whoa, this is about to change. This is exciting. There's opportunity here. I can't wait to see how this changes. Um, they own an average millionaires of three properties worth $1.4 million. What does that say? Hold on. I, I do want to like leave it off me, not off me, but you get what I'm saying. What is that? What is like, when you hear that, when you hear that, that, um, average millionaire owns three properties worth $1.4 million. 
What does that tell you? They invest. They invest. And that real estate is one of the vehicles of creating wealth in this country. Real estate. It's very lucrative and it's a passive income. What that told me was I need to get some real estate. (laughs) I ain't even get deep. I'm like, oh, crap. I need to get at least three properties. If the ad, if I, if, if the desire is to be a millionaire, if the desire is to be a millionaire, an average millionaire has three properties without being deep or philosophical. So um, yes, we need to have some sort of real estate vehicle. Um, 47% of, wor- of the world's wealthy, the 47% of the world's wealth is controlled by the top 1%. Almost half of all the world's wealth is controlled by a certain group of people. I just want to get in that. I just I, I want to get in that room. I need to see what they be talking about. What y'all be doing? Eighty-four percent of millionaires have a college degree. Do we need to go get back to school? Or <laughs> on a hundred on a hundred point scale, millionaires rated the importance of having a regular savings program. Okay at 82%, reflecting their strong belief of its importance to their wealth. A regular savings program. What do we just read? We're reading The Richest Man in Babylon in our book club, right? They, they, they feel like it's very, very important that they have a regular savings program, not having a savings. And again, I'm just reading the statistics. I didn't see that they, they want to save money. They have a regular savings program. The word that I was most focused on was program, a system. So when money comes in, where does it go? So after after like identifying this uh, some years ago, I opened up an Acorns account. Opened up Acorns, and every time I use any of my card, I got I got Acorns attached to every one of my cards. They'll just round up the change, and I have it set to a certain amount of money that goes out every single week. I think one of them, I want to say one of my accounts is like $5 a day. I want to say it drafts it every day. Is it every day? Oh, yes. I think it's like $5 a day and $20 a week. So, um, so yeah, I opened up an Acorns account and it'll let you draft the money because this is what I realized about myself. If I don't have the money, I won't spend it. If I don't have the money, I won't spend it. So for instance, um, I forgot who that was, but they said they looked at their account and they saw $150 of subscriptions every single month. Now it's not that I miss it because I got the money, right? But you're basing your spending habits, what you can and can't buy based off what you have. And if you just have less, you'll look at it and I'll spend less. So if your check is a little short, it doesn't change your lifestyle. It's just, you don't have that particular money amount of money. So I figure if someone was stealing money from me in small increments, I won't miss it. It's hard to catch. It's just hard to catch. Like the, like the subscription thing, it's just hard to catch. So what I did was I set up the Acorns. I want something, re- I, need, I need my investments. I need the money. I, I, I need acorns to regularly steal small increments of money so I don't miss it. I don't even see it. I don't feel it. 
However, it goes into investment vehicles. Now, $5 a day is not much. If you think about it, it's $35 a week or $140 a month. But that's the same amount of money that my homie just now was saying that she's spending in subscriptions. But it goes into investment vehicles that will grow. Again, it's not super significant, the, the amount of money today, because anybody can have that. Anybody could do that. We spend, we spend $10, $20 a day on food, if you really think about it. You go to Quick Trip. I don't know if you got Quick Trip where you live, but I every time I went to Quick Trip, I get gas and I go get one of them pretzels, the sugar cinnamon joints. Yikes, them things is amazing. It's only two dollars. It's it's a loose two bucks. You got that in your little coin thing. However, if I, I can either not buy a pretzel every day, or and and save it, which is two dollars a day or fourteen dollars a week or $56 a month or what is that about uh almost $600 a year in pretzels anywho 86% of millionaires said they made their own wealth they didn't inherit it so we're looking at the uh the exceptions What's going on, family? David Chance. I want to give you a special invitation to The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. It is the only organization that gathers every single morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we help you learn entrepreneurship, grow as an entrepreneur, become an entrepreneur, or you just get to be in an environment, a network of all entrepreneurs. Literally hundreds of entrepreneurs gather on a Zoom call every single morning, Monday through Friday, okay? So I want to give you a special invitation to help grow your business and your brand all this year, okay? Every single day. You eat every day for the for your health. You brush your teeth every every day for your hygiene. I need you to learn and grow every single day um, for your mindset, okay? So make sure you go to themorningmeetup.com. It is only $1 um, trial. You don't need a promo code. Just go $1, themorningmeetup.com. Check it out. If you like us, stay. If not, after that, it's $79 a month, but I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy yourself, okay? So go to themorningmeetup.com. I love y'all. See you in the morning. So we look at somebody like Donald Trump, right, where we're like, yo, well, his dad gave him a million dollars, and he act like it was just a little bit of money, because the way he puts it is like, yo, my dad only gave me a little million dollars, and I had to do what I had to do with it. Now he turned into a billion, which is commendable, but that's a part of 14% of people who came from wealth. 86% are people just like me and you. 86% of millionaires are just like me and you. They started from the ground up. And this also shows me that wealth doesn't transfer well. That's what I learned. Wealth doesn't really transfer well. It's not like because I'm successful. And, and here's the thing. We want to leave an inheritance for our children's children's children. But it's one thing to leave them the money. It's another thing to leave them the information, the knowledge of how to build it. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. 86% didn't come from money. That's deep. On average, it takes a millionaire 32 years to hit the million dollar mark. 32 years are probably doing the same thing. So from 20 to 52. And look at us, 30 years old. We've been in business for two years and we feel like we should have made the million yet. I'm just saying average. It takes a long time. 
just be patient. Just be patient. 80% of current millionaires didn't reach a million until at least 50 years old. 80% didn't reach a million. And I'm not saying that it's going to take you that long. I'm just saying it's something to be said about patience. Something to be said about patience. 86% of wealthy people who work full-time put in 50 hours or more each week at their career. Let's say that just one more time. 86% of wealthy people who work full-time put in 50 hours or more each week at their career. My question for you, dear friends, how many hours are you putting in? Is it 50? If it's not 50, don't complain about not being a millionaire. You don't deserve it. I'm just saying, if 86% of wealthy people work 50 hours a week in their career and you work 15 hours a week in your career, why are you so upset? Why are you so frustrated about this not working? You're trying to go against the rules. <laughs> you're trying to go like you're trying to go so extreme against the averages, and you're upset at your friends and family and the product and the service. Sometimes it's just 50 hours per week. Okay, 67% of wealthy people watch less than one hour of television daily, and 63% spend less than one hour daily surfing the internet. The internet. 63% spend less than an hour. How much do we spend surfing the internet? All right, 53% of self-made millionaires were obsessed with becoming rich before they were rich. Okay, 53% of self-made millionaires were obsessed with becoming rich before they were rich. Now, that says a couple things to me. One, um, they had vision, they knew it was gonna happen and they were willing it to work. They're going for it. But I don't know if I wanna be obsessed with being rich. <laughs> just me personally, I, it just, it seems, it just seems dirty. I don't know. For some reason, that's just, that's just me. The word obsessed, golly. Um, yeah, I ain't trying to chase that like that. But uh, millionaires often pursue multiple streams of income with 65% having at least three streams, thereby diversifying their dependence on any one stream. Now, I have to say the stat because the stat is there, but I do want to leave it with a, um, I want to put a, uh, what's it called? A, a disclaimer. Most millionaires don't start out with multiple streams. They become excellent at something. Let's become excellent at something. Before we start doing this, that, and that, because it requires an immense amount of focus. It requires an immense amount of focus. So yes, the goal, multiple streams, but ideally you'd like to have those multiple streams coming from a stream that you create. So um, I do, I, I wrote a book teaching entrepreneurship. And then from my book, I started coaching. So coaching income and book income and speaking income from my teaching and stuff in my book it would seem to be three different streams of income, but it all sprouts from the same lane. Okay. All right, 88%, I'm almost done. 88% of self-made millionaires read at least 30 minutes every day focused on self-education. 
8% of self-millionaires read at least 30 minutes every day, focus on self-education. This book club that we are involved in, Morning Meetup, is more important than you think. We're just, we're, we're adopting the habits of the wealthy. That's why we read a chapter every day. We're adopting the habits of the wealthy. Okay, millionaires also take good care of their health with 76% exercising four days a week. Ah, I'm a little, a little off on that one. <laughs> I'm a little off on that one. Okay, 86% are married, including 65% in their first marriage. Okay, what does that, what does that say to you real quick? Um, 86% of millionaires are married and, and 65% are married to their first love, their first, not first love, but their first marriage. What does that say to y'all real quick? They started from they the are bottom. And what they do. Partnerships, community building. Big Rob, what'd you say? I said they are committed in what they do. They're committed, okay. Who else? Ooh, community. Who else? The, the divorce will be expensive. It is cheaper to keep her. It is cheaper to keep her. I can, I can attest. I can attest to that. Yeah, y'all so wrong. That's what y'all got. Come to two. <laughs> I got that. They started from the bottom. Like they were there before they made the million. So now it's even more a, a unit because of the millions, right? So it's Start like they grew the together. Yeah. Fourteen. I got par partnership and um, obviously commitment, vision, vision, partnership, commitment. Absolutely. All that, all that. All right, mute out for me, y'all. Um, all of that. <laughs> it's just so funny. The first thing you think of, oh, it's cheaper to keep it because they definitely don't want to be there. They just, they're just so obsessed with wealth. <laughs> y'all are something else, man. Respondents say, respondents save an average, okay, here it goes, an average of 23% of their income. On average, they save 23% of their income. On average, they save 23% of their income. That's just the first savings bucket. This is an investment, which means they live off significantly less than 70%, the 70% we talked about, right? They save an average of 20. So for every $100, 23% of that just goes into savings for whatever it's going into. Another percentage is going into investments. Another percentage is going into philanthropy. Another percentage is going somewhere else. And then another portion is what we live off of. So some of us live off significantly more than 70%, but we're changing that. That's why I'm reading the book, Richest Man of Babylon. I got like four more. 66% of millionaires own their own business. 48% of millionaires invest in stocks. 74% of millionaires are happy with their work-life balance. 74% of millionaires are happy with their work-life balance. I think there's something to be said about that be happy, find happiness with your work-life balance. So um, I think that's good. Last one, 70% spend $0 on gambling per year. 74% spend 
of millionaires spend zero dollars on gambling. They don't gamble, they invest. So when the basketball game comes on, they're not looking to get lucky. You're not going to find 74%, I'm not saying none. You're not going to find 74% of millionaires in Vegas. Hey, Dave, okay, so when you say gambling, do you mean strictly like betting on games and things like that? Or do you mean like not gambling in like unwise investments? Or is it strictly like betting on fights and stuff? Well, an unwise investment is an investment. Gambling is gambling. What's the difference? Is it strategy? What's, what's the uh, difference? Because you, you're taking a gamble when you do an investment. Well, it's the semantic of the words, but what's the difference? Lottery is gambling. Vegas is gambling. An investment, if I'm buying a real estate property, that's an investment. I'm taking a gamble on it, but it's more of a sound deal than me playing a dollar lottery. So I'm going to I'm I'm gonna uh, pull up the uh, the stat. So I went I went to the gas station the other day, and um, like a calculated risk. Yo, I this is what I've I've not seen. I well, I mean, uh, well, that's that's unfair. Okay, so let me just give you uh, gambling. Okay, but it, it don't. Okay, I'll, I'll say it this way: it's a certain type of people. It's a certain type of person, and this ain't about um, like judging anybody. But it's a certain type of person who goes to the gas station and says, let me get a number 24, let me get two number sixes, and let me get, okay. I, it's a, for, I, again, I'm not, I'm not judging anybody, but any gas station I go to, it's a certain type of person. It's always the same type of person. And I, you, you don't know what's going on in their lives and things of that nature. But I, I went in there, they spent $60. He spent $60. I was watching it and I'm like, bruh, is, that's the hope. So gambling, by definition, playing games of chance for money. Playing hey, games I, of chance. Shame. Can I say something real quick? Sure. So I've got a friend and it was so wild to me. He swore he wasn't gambling with the lottery tickets. Like to him, it was just as calculated and made sense like getting some real estate. Cause he's like, you know, you can go to the GA lottery website. And you can see which scratch off game is new, which one still has all of the mega winners still out there. So when I go and I know I'm buying this $20 mega bucks that hasn't been found yet in Georgia and these prizes are still out there. I'm making a calculated risk and I know I'm not just buying anything and everything up there. And I was, you know, and I was trying to debate that and go back and forth with him, but you know what I mean? So like, depending on the approach someone's taking, he still felt like he wasn't really gambling. It's an investment that's just going to pay off soon. And I was like, mm, okay. Absolutely. You have, you know, in, in, in terms of gambling, the word playing games of chance for money, it's like you have no control over that. Yeah, in, in certain investments, you can't control it either. But I, I think some of you get the point. And if we have to ask this question, it's like the, the, the hope that I can do nothing and make some money based off chance. 
I don't bet on, I don't bet on basketball games. I can't control that. Remember in Richest Man in Babylon, my man went down to the horse races, or we're sh we're shaking the dice, rolling the dice, in hopes that, yo, some of my friends they so crazy, they feel like they got a certain type of role, like they know how to roll dice. That's what my friends, my friends, you might be. <laughs> person that <laughs> you might be the craps champ i don't know you got a secret role i don't know right but um the the at the gaming tables as they uh they put it in the richest man in babylon it's forever in their favor but our goal is to get lucky our goal is to get lucky so anyway and there's some i guess there's some some um some some fine lines in that right like um poker some people use it as a career because it's not even necessarily about the cards, it's about studying the other human. So that's, I mean, there's gray areas, but I'm just here, listen, I'm not defending either side. I'm just saying the stats, according to the research, because if we wanna be a millionaire, we should at least study millionaires, find out what they do, the things that they do. So if you are a gambler, go for it. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just setting the dice. See, I knew 90 cam would know. <laughs> all right so uh anywho yes yes poker players will not say they're gambling because it is a skill it is that is an art like because you're you're not it's not solely based on the cards necessarily um it's like understanding the human being but i'm gonna drop this interview this one dude oh my gosh my man doug depp wait till y'all see this interview he got a crazy story about gambling now he's like multi-millionaire real estate event but he got a crazy story uh, anyway, all right, so that's all right, so that's my millionaire rants. Millionaire Questions? Rants. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the, the morning meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.